Welcome or welcome back to Lights On Podcast. If you like what you hear, please tap into your generosity, rate us five star, and share. I'm your host, Mitra Manesh. I'm a mindfulness storyteller and educator. I teach at UCLA's Semmel Institute for Neuroscience and Human Behavior Mindful Awareness Research Center. I'm also the founder of InnerMap, an innovative new mindfulness app. And I've been the coach to many knowns and unknowns of the world for the past 35 years, helping them to love, live, and lead more mindfully, joyfully, and peacefully. If you'd like to explore my work further, go to App Store and download and try InnerMap app for free, or simply visit mitramanesh.com. This episode is about imagination. Well, really transformation, but imagination. Our world is broken. Our world as it was is broken. This corporation that we formed and called it life is breaking down. And I'm saying this lovingly. However we look at it and whoever we blame for it, the fact is we all had a say and a part in the breaking down of what we had constructed. This corporation that we formed was running on human-made batteries. And now we realized that those batteries that we have made run out of charge. No problem. There is no problem. You know why? Because there is a source that if we just decide, use our free will and decide to plug in to that, there is unlimited source of energy, electricity, light, whatever it is that we need. But we have to make that decision and we have to stop counting on these little batteries that we have made. I was driving the other day on the streets of Los Angeles. It was a cold evening. And I put some biscuit and made some hot tea and I decided to go and visit some of our wonderful uh, homeless people that are probably lonely on streets. I had to drive for about five, seven minutes before I came across the first one. And I stopped, I got out of the car, I took the tea and the biscuit and I had some single $1 notes in my pocket. I went close to the man and I said, hi. He said, hi. I said, what's your name? He said, my name is John. I introduced myself and I said, I have tea and biscuits. And I showed him some dollars and I said, what can I offer you? He looked at me and he said, what I want, you cannot offer me. And I said, what's that? He said, I want a hug. I haven't talked to anyone for three days what I need is a hug. And I sheepishly gave him the tea and the biscuits and five $1 notes. He took the tea, thanked me for them and the biscuit, and he handed me back $2. He took three, gave me two. And he said, please go and help another homeless people, homeless person. We are really lonely. This is bad, man, he said. I said, I know. 
I know. And then naturally, without even trying, the beautiful ancient Ho'oponopono, the Hawaiian prayer came to me. I used to do training on it, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago. And it was just so beautiful and natural. And there's just, if you don't know, it's just four lines. It says, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. The idea is that, first of all, I'm sorry because I see your suffering. Secondly, please forgive me, which is a wonderful acknowledgement of uh, our connectedness and the fact that if you were suffering, I probably either directly or indirectly had something to do with it. So please forgive me. And the thank you is thank you for giving me the opportunity to remind myself of your pain and my doings. And then you finish with, I love you. So I said those words out loud and he just looked at me beautifully. And that moment of connection I think it was the best next thing to a warm, loving hug that I could give him. And I now feel that life has given us that opportunity. This alarming, loud, shocking alarm clock has gone off and has woken us up, almost shocking and, and troubling way. But now we are standing at the fork. We're standing here saying, Hmm, do I go back to sleep or do I wake up and do the responsible thing? And that's the question, as it is with any alarm clock that wakes us up. This is a collective life's alarm clock waking us up. Now we're standing with all of our mights and we thought we had many technologically, scientifically, physically, financially, Here we are standing weak in front of the might of nature. And I'm not even talking about huge mites, (laughs) if there is such a word as huge or small might. I suppose might is a might. It's not floods. It's not earthquakes. It's not fires and hurricanes that we're talking about. We're standing in front of a tiny little virus that we don't even know what it is. And we have lost our might. We have lost our control. We are part of this natural life. And we've gone against it. And this is not an admonishing voice that I'm using. It's very much a we statement. And it's an observation of the fact more than anything else. We went against it. And now we're standing in awe of what has happened. And we're thinking, what's next? Do I go back to my sleepwalking called life? Do I wake up? What do I do? Well, it is not so much that what we do, even though we have to do what we need to do to preserve our life. And and there's a lot of instructions out there, mine included. I'm a coach, so I'm always into what to do. One, two, three. I'm obsessed with three steps of what to do. It's important and we need to do it and we need to preserve this wonderful thing called life. But then there is a comma after that. Then what? Then what do I do? The real question is how are we going to be after this or during this? How are we going to continue the way we live or change it? You know, 
this wonderful little tiny, I shouldn't call it wonderful because everybody hates it, this virus taught us how contagious everything is. We realize love is contagious, disease is contagious, judgment is contagious, brutality is contagious, connection is contagious, kindness is contagious. It taught us how interconnected we are. All beings, two-legged, four-legged, no-legged, human, animal, plant, and all other forms that we're not aware of. We are all interconnected. It taught us that what we do, what we think, what we feel matters. We're affecting this ecosystem. Everything we have thought and felt, every word that we have uttered, every action we have taken has influenced this world. If in January 2020, I told you that our life as we know it will come to a halt, it will collapse, cities will close down, governments will shut down, you would have thought I was crazy. But now we see that impossible is possible. There is no such a thing as impossible. But the question is this, do we let our fears and our lack of awakeness take us to impossibilities that we do not want? Or we consciously call in that which we want and make those impossibilities possible. Okay, that sounds good. I know you're thinking and I'm going without script here. But the question is, how? <laughs> Here's another instruction. How do we do this? Well, it's not a doing. It's a being. How? Our imagination, the only tool we have all the time, no matter where we are, no matter who we are, no matter what we have or don't have. Imagination. Anything that you see and you have and you enjoy and you need and you use was one day an idea in somebody's imagination. Everything has come from a no thing. So let's go to the no things and make them yes things. Let's imagine what we want. Let's imagine the natural life that where we respect nature and its rules, where we take what we need, where we allow other beings to also take their share. This inheritance called life and nature belongs to all of us, and we all need to take a share of it. And when we overtake, literally, we break the boundaries and the rules of nature. There's a wonderful story that comes to my heart, and I'm sure I'm going to butcher it because I read it about probably 40, 50 years ago. And it's a story, I believe, is Carlos Castaneda's, one of his books. Story about um, Carlos Castaneda and his teacher, Don Juan, being in the nature and hearing the gunshots of a hunter. And Don Juan, the teacher, sees that the hunter kills an animal, and then he rides away on his horse. Don Juan gets upset. He gets on his horse. And of course, being a native of that area, he knows all the shortcuts. So he appears in front of the hunter and tells the hunter, forces the hunter to go back, pick up his hunt, clean his hunt, and takes him to the fire and says, now cook it 
and eat it. The hunter, not aware of the principles that Don Juan stands for, thinks Don Juan is a madman. And he says, and you're going to kill me after this? And Don Juan says, no, I'm going to let you go. But I want to tell you that around here, we don't kill for fun. We kill for survival. We can negotiate that and talk about that to be even killed for survival. But that's another story and another discussion, another podcast. But say if we do, if we decide to do, can we do that respectfully? Can we do that with boundaries? And that's the imagination that I want to invite you to. Imagine cooperation replacing corporations. And it's not just imaginary thing that I'm talking about. I teach corporations. I know it is possible. I know when we work together, I know corporations that take care of all of their staff, they do better in a sustained way. They do better in every sense. Imagine paying more attention to our human beingness not just our human doingness. And this is not a postcard that I'm writing. I mean, pretty soon, sooner than you and I may think, AIs, artificial intelligence, will be able to do anything we can do better than us. Our doingness will become redundant and useless pretty soon. And you know what? We need to be able to have a rich beingness so that we have something to fall back on. Imagine. Imagine our job being to serve, to enjoy, to grow, to connect, to assist, to dance, to laugh, to sing, to love. Imagine unity in the midst, in the midst of our segregation. Right now, right today, imagine Imagine unity, imagine oneness. doesn't matter physically you're not allowed or you're not going close to people. Imagine unity. Imagine technology being at the service of human beings, not the other way around. Imagine that this is serving us to connect and to hear. And in some ways that is happening. I've been running uh, more sessions than ever before on technology. I'm seeing people in their home. I'm connecting with their pain. I'm hearing what they have to say. Imagine open hearts and quiet minds. Imagine freedom, not entanglement. Imagine being our true self without pretense, without having to prove anything to anybody. Imagine only taking what we need. Imagine enoughness. What I have is enough. Who I am is enough. You are enough. Imagine. Imagine sharing. Imagine dancing with no predetermined movements. Imagine expecting less and serving more. Imagine allowing inspired, in-spirit energy guiding our doing. Imagine that we are all different parts, different cells of one natural body called life, and our diversity is what makes this body function well. Imagine that. 
You would never hear the our foot arguing with our hand. You never hear ears discussing and objecting and trying to manipulate our tongue. They work together harmoniously. And when they don't, we call it illness, sickness. That's what sickness is. When the cells of a body go against each other, instead of serving each other and working with each other, they start attacking each other. That's what illness is. Imagine going home to love. Imagine (laughs) using the power of your imagination to make a world that will serve us all. So at my end, I am sorry for your pain, for our pain. Please forgive me for my contribution, knowingly or unknowingly, to our collective pain. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you for this opportunity of awakening, transformation, and revival of my imagination. I thank you for that. And I love you. I love you as you are. Hope this episode answered the question or two for you or provoked and inspired questions in you. I'm so grateful you showed up and listened up. Until the next time, be well and stay curious.